Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Mike, it may be hard to get your mind around this, but it is summertime. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, but yeah. It's here. It's here. It's crazy because school hasn't been going for a while and everything else is happening amidst the COVID stuff. But technically, I mean, it's, here we are mid-May. I mean, this is what we've all waited for. And actually, you know, we're going to talk about what do our groups during the, do during the summer. But we've actually brought in a special host because who just majors in summer, you know, and just yeah. like we yeah. brought in a perfect guest. An expert on summertime. That's right, yeah, because we always bring in the experts of every topic, yeah. and so Fresh Pins himself, Will Smith, here with a little summertime. And if it ain't broke, then don't yes. try to fix it. Does this bring that? Think of the summers of the past. Adjust the face and let so the alpine blast pop in my seat. You hear me right now. All right, let's get back to business. There, there it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That whole time, Mike, I was trying to talk to you, say if it brought back actual t- music, but you were like so into the zone oh, there, bobbing in. your head. It was, pump- <laughs> it was bumping in my ears. I couldn't hear nothing. Dude, I love me some Will Smith. And so Barrett loves him too, he's, uh, as the genie. He's big on Will Smith as the genie. Never had a friend <laughs> like me. He thinks he's the best. So yeah, that's good. Anyway, we'll actually talk about groups because we're not the summertime or the Will Smith podcast. We're the group leader podcast. So let's (laughs) actually jump into it here. So let's talk about, um, there is uh, really this question, what should our groups do during the summer? And it's a question that we talk about a lot. Um, I think there is, uh, and I want to just go ahead and give us a little grace here so we can actually talk more freely about this, Mike. Yeah. Um, We are talking about this on... Uh, it's the first part of May. We have no clue what the next two days looks like when it comes to COVID stuff and, and how our Tennessee or responds, or if you're listening from a different church, how your state is responding. And so we would really encourage you to look at the CDC recommendations. And then for us at Long Hollow, looking at on our website, we're going to keep you up to date on what we're recommending for groups to do during this time and what really um, are what our leaders of the state are telling us to do. And so um, start there. Don't assume that this is perfectly up to date, especially if you're not listening to it on the day it comes out. So with that, now we have a little freedom, Mike. We can talk about kind of what we hope and what we expect for this summer and what it could look like for us to really uh, maximize that time. Yeah. And so there's this verbiage here that, uh, man, we take off during the summer. I don't know if, I don't know if you know any other groups that do that. Um, <laughs> truth be told, my groups in the past, we've taken off during the summer. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a kind of common thing to say that, hey, we just take off summer, see you in the fall. Uh, what we really want to encourage you to do is to change that terminology and say, and, and we realize that the summer is a different animal in itself. Um, it comes with a completely different rhythm. And what we want to encourage you to do is not take off your group, not to take off during the summer, but for your group to find its summer rhythm. It may look different than the fall and the spring, but find your rhythm, continue to meet during the summer and figure out what that looks like. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and so, Mike, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, you know, let's talk about that. Why do people often neglect meeting during the summer? Why is it just kind of easy to just say, hey, we're, we're taking off for the summer? Well, the, 
I think a lot of it is just tradition. So traditionally, mm. either they grew up doing it that way, um, or the church that they're at does it that way. You know, it's not uncommon. Uh, you know, some yeah. churches are running semester-based groups, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just how they're doing it. Uh, but you know, traditionally, they've just always taken the summer off. But I think there's also some misconceptions that kind of feed into that tradition where, you know, a lot of times what I hear is, well, you know, vacation season starts, my group's kind of all over the place. We're never in the same place at one time. So we just, we're just not going to try. Another is where, you know, maybe they think that nobody's going to be interested in meeting during the summertime because it's the summertime and, you know, they're doing other stuff, you know, they've got more free time or whatever those things are. Uh, but I think what we have to understand is that this is the ultimate misconception is what the group is. So I, I, the best way I've heard this explained, I had a friend, it was at a conference. He was asked, you know, if their groups or if he personally took the summer off, um, and his response was priceless. I, I'll never forget it. He said, well, my my group are my best friends. Like, why why mm. would I want to take the summer off from my friends? Yeah. So I think that, yeah. one, we have to understand that that idea of taking the summer off is almost exclusively uh, centered around the study. What that means hmm. is we're not going to get together. We're not going to do a Bible study during the summertime. Now, if that is the... If that's the sum total of your group, then I think that's where we're missing the mark a little bit. Because the group, yes, it is about studying the Bible. It is about unpacking the Word and digging deeper into Scripture and growing spiritually and all these things. But part of that is the relationships that we build through that. So it's just like what you were talking about where it's... It's not taking the summer off. It's understanding that the summer is going to have a different rhythm. We're going to meet not as often, maybe. Uh, And I may be jumping a little ahead here. I'm going to climb. Yeah, don't take all the content now. I'm going to climb down (laughs) off my soapbox for a second, Vic. We'll get back on track. But I think what we have to understand going into the summertime, that taking the entire summer off, we're talking about two and a half, three months of not meeting with the group, not engaging with the group, not doing anything with the group can be devastating to the health of that group. So we need to understand that the rhythm during the summer might look different, but we can't completely just disengage and unplug from that group because it would be unplugging from those relationships in general, not just putting the study down for a few months. Yeah. So why do you think... So I just said... It's devastating, right? That's a big yeah. word, Vic. So that's, that's think, pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that is so important uh, for our groups to continue on through the summer? Yeah, you began to talk about this a little bit. I, I, I think it's really important. You talked about relationships, and you said um, that a lot of the reasons why we still take off during the summer is actually it's, it's tradition. It's kind of how we've done in the past, or that's maybe how we've seen people model it. And I really think that's this carrying over from a, a more um, this a, a Sunday school type model, one that's maybe focused more on knowledge or more on a study. But man, our life groups where they're different is man, this, they're based on relationships, accountability, the community. That's really it, it's it's strength. That's kind of the foundation of the group. Yeah. And so 
I get why we would take it off from a study or a break from that. But when it comes to relationships, just like you were saying, I mean, man, I don't need a break from my friends, you know, and um, I've had the same thing. Well, I one time as a young guy I was leading a multi-generational group and I said, hey, we're going to take a break during the summer. And the, the older gentleman in there goes, why do you need a break from friends? And he was just like, <laughs> and then one Ouch. time he, I know. He, and then later on, somebody mentioned how our group was his community he goes, Oh, that's not my community. What community takes a break during the summer? Yeah. Which one, which one of your community doesn't talk to each other for three months? And I was like, Oh man, this which, is one. I think that guy's a little grumpy. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> But ironically, if you think about it, you, know, you think about the winter time in your neighborhood, right? Everybody's yeah. hibernating because it's cold outside and it's ugly and nobody wants to go outside. But the summertime happens. Everybody's outside. They're going for walks. They're talking. They're engaging. The summertime yeah. is actually a time where we need to be ramping it up, not taking a break. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad you mentioned that, too, because you actually think about it. You have a lot of people that actually move cities and transition during the summer. And as you build up to August, they're trying to figure out what's going to be their new rhythm as they start August and September. And so those summer months, especially, I mean, June and July, like I just remember you look, the guest numbers actually go up in your church and they're looking for a group. And so there's people that are moving to your area that have no friends that are looking for a community. And so this actually a very opportune time to bring new people in. Um, and then it's a way to continue relationships. And so I just think it, it really comes back to what you were saying. Hey, it, we're about relationships, not a study. It's not a Bible study. It's, it's a, it's a life group. And so for that, like we want to keep those relationships and care for one another and laugh and have fun. And so we're not going to take off from relationships. We're just going to change the way we interact. We're going to change our meeting schedule for a temporary time. Um, and so let's talk about that. If we're not taking off for uh, life group or for D group, let's talk in each of those worlds. What does this new rhythm look like? So let's start with life group, Mike. What would a summer rhythm look like and how may it be different during these coming months? Well, I think these coming months are going to be different than any other coming months. Just yes, based, that's true. You know, the COVID crisis right. makes it so, look. <laughs> you know, we essentially haven't been meeting face to face for the last two-ish almost I mean we're going on almost three months um, and then we don't really know when it's going to end so um, I think when people come back from this to where we are able to start meeting mm -hmm. uh, in person physically in the same room uh, I believe that people are going to be hungry for it because they've been yeah they've been denied it for so long when they're actually able to do it they're going to be hungry and they're going to be ready to go so yeah, that's a good idea. I think we need to consider moving right back into our normal rhythm, which is meet weekly, party monthly, and serve quarterly. I would just jump right back in and see how it goes. Hmm. Now, we talked earlier about, you know, people are on vacation. Nobody's interested during the summer times. You know, we, we kind of joke about those things, but some of that is legitimate. You know, some people just sure. travel like crazy during the summertime. So if your group is that group and everybody is out of town constantly then maybe it's just meeting that once a month and doing your hangout night and use the summertime to start trying to reach your lost neighbors and coworkers and having some fun with them and using those relationships to leverage them for gospel conversations. I mean, imagine yeah. how, you know, we talked about this in the hangout night episode, you know, how impactful would it be? You know, we take on one hand, uh, some people inviting somebody to church 
and hopefully they show up versus all of our life groups. It's over a hundred groups meeting in homes right now. Um, well, not physically, but uh, over a hundred sure. groups meeting, uh, and they're all doing a hangout night once a month, and probably not in the same week or in the same day. The impact that that has in the community around us uh, is just—it's astronomical to think of what it would look like. Uh, a great illustration of this is we had some leaders in White House pre-COVID. Um, they got together with some of the other life groups in White House, and they had this huge citywide scavenger hunt uh, that they did together. And then everybody met up when it was done to have dinner and spend time together. Uh, that's like, awesome. How fun would that be? Uh, and I think, Vic, too, you shared uh, you shared before there was an experience that you had like this. What was that? Yeah, we did. So we did the hangout night stuff. Like we've been doing that during this during this COVID season, um, pretty regularly. And so we did a trivia night, and that actually got multiple people to come in, uh, including my one, the person I'm praying for and investing in. And so they came, almost won it. Um, so that's one, uh, that's one of our hangout nights that we did, but then we actually chose to serve the community. And so we did, we served our fire, uh, this fire department that was, uh, that was right outside our community. And so for three days we brought them food. Well, the way that we did it, uh, my, my group leader, life group leader, Andrew, uh, sent out to our Facebook, Facebook group for our neighborhood and said, Hey, we're feeding the fire hall. Uh, if you can bring something, bring it. So this is this funny story. We are looking out the window. We just had our baby. We see a couple walking up the road with a jar of mayonnaise. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, who walks with mayonnaise? Like, that's a really weird. And so then I remember, again, remember, this is day two of, a, of having a baby. I'm like, oh, our group is serving the fire hall. So I'm like, okay, well, what do we have in our fridge? Let me go bring it to Andrew. Get there to see Andrew. He is, uh, and, and I was like, hey, was there a couple that brought mayonnaise? And he goes, yeah. I go, oh, what was their name? And he was like, I totally forgot them. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so for like two days, this couple was called the Mayo couple. Yeah. And uh, and so finally, and we start praying. So if you're praying, hey, on a walk, can we see find the Mayo couple? And uh, sure enough, we actually run into them. We tell them the joke about mayonnaise. Um, they then worry that mayonnaise is weird in Tennessee. And we tell them, no, 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 we just didn't know your name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say this long story and I make fun because one, it's just funny, but we served the community, but it also brought new people in. And so then a week later, we do another trivia night, which is our monthly hangout night. And the Mayo couple comes to it. And the Mayo couple comes to it, actually name themselves the Mayo couple. <laughs> uh, which They're is owning it. They write, they actually win one of our game nights. And then cool thing is they jump on church. Uh, they come to church digitally with us um, on Sunday. And so they're now getting more and more into our rhythm. We're hoping they join us in our life group. But I think that's like a great example, even when you don't meet weekly, how powerful that party monthly and serve quarterly can be. Um, it's been highly relational. I've yet to talk about the Bible with, like at all with the Mayo couple. Yeah. But you can't tell me that they, they're not at a better place for us to have that opportunity in the days ahead. Right. And I think that's what you're going to get. There's going to be a lot of quote unquote Mayo couples uh, <laughs> that are moving to your area this summer that are looking for relationships and you're going to have opportunities to have fun, hangout nights. And, uh, and so uh, that's been our experience. I think it, it, it can really be helpful during the summer for sure. 
So then what about D groups, Vic? How are the, how do the summer rhythms look different uh, when we're talking about the D group specifically? Yeah, with the D group stuff, I, I, what's been fun with this COVID season is I think it's helping us see even more how we can stay involved despite travel uh, schedules. Yeah. So even if we're out, we're able to see now, oh, that's what it looks like to use Zoom or use FaceTime. And I, I'm, I'm really hopeful that now it will not be this like kind of above and beyond idea that I've zoom in, even though I'm not in town and it becomes more of the norm, more of the expected. Oh, great. You're going to be traveling this week or you're going to be there. Okay. Are you still going to be able to join us? Yeah, I can, I, I can jump on zoom. I'm hoping that that kind of becomes the new reality. Uh, and we see that during the summer. Um, what I would really recommend for D group leaders as you're going into this, I would say to proactively set expectations. Um, and, and because this is the deal, especially with D groups, D groups happen more than life groups. D groups happen in the middle of days. And so what I think is helpful is to go back and talk about how and when we'll meet. And so what I mean by that is when we'll meet, there's some people who now have kids that are back from school and they're there, there all week, man, doing it in the middle of a weekday may no longer be a good day. You may need to change the day. And what you don't want to happen is because you didn't just have a simple conversation and move it from a Wednesday to a Sunday, you never can have you you can't ever meet. It may just be as simple as changing the day. And so proactively saying, hey, for the summer, does this time slot still work? Another way is to look and say, hey, how are we gonna how are we gonna gather? Like, are we gonna meet digitally or physically? Coming out of this COVID season, um, there may be some. For instance, our group has already talked about. Even when we get back, we're saying we may continue. We're gonna continue to do digital. We see each other in the neighborhood physically enough that we can do that. And for us, schedule wise, the digital allows us to fit that hour and a half in before kids get up and before and, and cuts out travel time. So having that conversation, how and when you'll meet, do it proactively. The second thing that I would recommend is if two of you are available to meet, then you meet. It's really easy. People are like, man, it's my anniversary trip. This is my family vacation. I, I'm really, I'm not going to be able to detach. Uh, we just say, hey, if two of you are able to meet, meet because it's really easy to say, well, that person didn't meet. So well, why, why don't we just wait until they get back? And then the next yeah. week, another one person's off. It's you just got to kind of make that rule. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I would say this, if you lose steam during the summer, that's okay. But if you were planning to multiply at the end of the summer, don't just kind of hobble into to, to multiplication. That launching new D groups needs to be something that you build up to and you have momentum. We actually have a great resource, our, our multiply guide, which is going to be our upcoming season. That's going to help you do this well. But in order for you to, to do it well, you're going to want to string together four or five, six weeks of kind of consistency before you launch new D groups. So those are just a few things that I would recommend for kind of the summer rhythm of D group stuff. I mean, you've done this, Mike, in your experience, is there anything that you would recommend? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, the biggest piece of advice that I could give, um, whether you're talking about the life group, the D group, or both, is you have to have a plan. You cannot go into the summer saying, well, we're just going to wing Man, it and good. see who's available from week to week. It's never going to work. So you need to sit down with your group, get a calendar out, take time out of your group time, pull out a calendar. All right. Who's going on vacation when? Figure out mm. which weeks everybody's available, which weeks nobody's available. Okay, all right, there's only one of us, so we're going to cancel this week. You know, Figure that thing out and plan out through the summer. And again, it's not just that weekly gathering where you're getting the study out. It's those times where you're going to, 
you're going to have a hangout night, invite lost people to it. You're going to go, you know, maybe you're going camping with your life group or whatever that is. Uh, take that time, get a calendar out, make a plan for the summer, or it's going to be over before you know it and you hadn't done anything. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And that's where you can have those proactive setting those expectations. I love the calendar element to it. That's really good. So as we finish up, this is our plan during the summer. Um, we are actually releasing season four, which is going to be how to multiply your D group. We are going to be giving you an awesome resource called our D group multiply guide. It is going to give you the four conversations that you need to have as a current D group between now and when you multiply. And so if you are multiplying your group in the next three months, this is going to be an amazing resource for you. These episodes are going to be really good, but this is why it's going to be good if you're not in a D group or if your group's not multiplying. We're also going to have episodes in there that are going to help you if you are even thinking about doing a D group. It's going to help prepare you. Are you ready for a D group? How to find people that you would invite into your D group, how to invite them into your group. It's going to be really helpful. Um, and so we're excited to give you that resource. If you're a church listening in other than Long Hollow, this is a resource you want to share with your people. Give them the resource. Tell them to subscribe to this summer's episodes so that they can listen as well, um, because this is going to help your D group members. And we're really excited to see the new groups that come out of this because of this resource. So we're going to share that with you starting this week. So subscribe and share. And lastly, I don't think there's any way that we can go out uh, this episode other than bringing back in our guest star, Will Smith. Come on in. Come on in, Will. <laughs> and send us out in style with a little summertime. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. So we hope that you have an amazing summer and we will see you next week as we start season four.